And then after this, we can go on Apex and just go get them kills and rank up. Shit, I need to. Ciao! Welcome to Puro Pinche Sports. I'm your host, Segarza, and tonight we got some boxing to be talking about. Boxing, you know, the physicus. And right over here, to my left, is little man Jay, because, you know, all of a sudden he shrunk down fucking two feet when he's actually taller than me in fucking real life. What's going on, Jesse Santos? You know, chilling, as some would say. What? You got you to say it right, bro. You got to say it right. It's... Chilling, chilling, chilling. I'm the king of the jungle. Oh shit! <laughs> inside stuff, inside stuff, guys. Okay, all right. We say online. Y'all, y'all also, also told me anytime I'm on. When I get on, that's on the well, the Xbox. That's what I'm supposed to say. So you're welcome. <laughs> y'all did this to me. You and Mike, you did this to me. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this episode is sponsored by Frankie's Barbershop. If you need a fresh cut, guys, go today. Oh, actually, not today because it's closed. Go tomorrow. Opens at 11. They're over by Nacogdoches at 3203 Nacogdoches Road, Suite 100. Go ask for Frankie. Go ask for Mo. They'll cut your hair up. You could look like Art. You could look like Jesse Santos here. You could look like me. You could look like Vin Diesel. I really don't care, but they'll make sure you look like how you want to come out. All right. Jay, what a beautiful, beautiful weekend we had. Actually, back-to-back weekends in, in the sport of boxing, something you love so much. Um, and I wanted to bring you on here because, as previously mentioned in times you've been here before, which is like probably over a year ago now, you've trained in boxing. You've had experience in the sport. You have have a passion for it internally, even though you didn't you know, push for it professionally. Overall, and before we get into the fight specifics, how are you feeling about the boxing realm right now? Um, even since last year, I think it's gotten a lot better. Um, I think it, it's gotten a lot of light recently, um, partially due to the pay. You know, boxers get paid a lot more than UFC fighters. I'll just use UFC because that's the next thing but they get paid a lot more so i think it's gotten a lot of light because of that unfortunately it gets a lot of light because of youtubers but at the end of the day it gets more views which is cool with me because i like boxing the most absolutely man i mean yes youtubers have boosted up viewerships and it all kind of started with 2020 with a lot of well 2021 there's a lot of stuff to do i'm sure there's they were trying to put their names out before that, but still, like, yeah, the fact that Jake Paul, the fact that his brother Logan Paul have even gotten significantly better ratings for boxing just to get attention for other fighters. I mean, it's a big deal, but um, it wasn't that long ago, a few years ago, where people were saying boxing is dead. Do you still feel like it's a more in that lower teal level, lower tier, or is it more higher now back to when it's golden days? It's hard to say. I don't really think it could compare right now to, say, golden days of, like, Roy Jones, Tyson, Ali. You know, I think the the big names right now are helping that, but I don't think it's at that level yet, um, depending on how these fighters go and how dominant they become over their 
next few years of their career, however long they have in their career, it might jump up some, but the golden days is hard to beat. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, right now we have, you know, for the first time in either a very long time or ever, uh, you would know more than me. We have undisputed champions right now in multiple divisions. Um, this weekend, we just crowned a new undisputed champion in Devin Haney. He went up against George, uh, George Cambasos in a you know title fight in Australia, Cambasos uh, home country. Now that he's the new you know champion, what are your thoughts on him? And then we'll break down his fight. I like Devin Haney. I said this the other night when we were talking. I really do like him. The one thing that scares me about him is that he does throw this really unorthodox, like overhand right or left. Um, it's just for me, you leave yourself open and you're you're ready for a counter. He does it, so obviously he knows how to throw it, which good for him. Um, but more into that when we actually break down the fight but so let's break down the fight you know championship <clears throat> unification fight Kambasas versus Haney you know I agree with you I'm going into this fight thinking that Haney's gonna leave himself a little exposed and maybe that's just a lack of uh knowledge I have in Haney's skill set or sport in general um because I focus more on MMA than I do boxing realm I'll be honest about that but I was thinking also Kambasas was going to come off, you know, this heavy motivation after winning his last fight against the Afimo. You know, I was thinking that he was going to come out more aggressive, more confident in his skill set. Round one shows you right away Devin Haney's jab was just on point, and, it was, and he stuck to that game plan the whole way. When you look down at the whole fight, what went wrong for Kambasas? The jab. It seemed like after round three, that jab was just like the end of his whole day. He took that jab and then slowed down a lot after round three. I was expecting more of him. I was expecting a little more aggression towards Haney. And after round three, it was almost one-sided. Um, I mean, you could argue a couple of rounds, but I think overall the decision, I would 100% go with it. But I think the jab just killed him but did he just like just stand still like a wall that he just not have his momentum his movement the way he would normally have it what was keeping him back because this just seemed unlike him to do i mean to get here with the jab i mean you're you're not moving in the way that you should right obviously head movement's a big thing um keeping your hands up is obviously a big thing he had his hands up for most of it but I did catch him slipping where he had his hands up and real wide. So, I mean, you're just asking for somebody like Haney to stick their fist in your face. And, you know, it it obviously happened because he got hit with the jab <laughs> through the whole entire fight. It was just insanity to look at that, just watching the whole fight. I mean, I was hoping like, hey, you know, by round four, round five, you know, we start seeing Cambasas do more. Like, I'll be honest, I – might have given some rounds to Kambasos, you know, maybe two rounds total just to be nice for those little small spurts he had in around like six and ten. But otherwise, I think it was probably a clean sweep all 12 rounds. Like I would have originally scored it. What did your what were your thoughts on the whole thing? Um, I looked at so I looked at the judges' scorecards. 
mm-hmm. for the fight. And I want to say they gave George round one. And I want to say round four or five, something like that. Let, let me look it up because I think that's actually I, – I remember this because I, I know what you're talking about. That one judge actually gave him round two. Um, a few judges agree. All of them agreed on ten and six, and five actually, and then <laughs> one gave them like four and, and just trying to be nice and stuff like that. But just the fact that any judges, I'll be honest, any judges that they thought were that he won, fuck more than two rounds. I I think you're a little crazy, especially since it's in his home country. They're give they're you know give him a slight of hand, maybe a more favorable meaning. But I mean, honestly, what did he do? You know, Haney stuck to his game plan the entire fight. And even those spurts, that really didn't rattle him. There was that, you know, slip, the knockdown. or I mean, it didn't even count as a knockdown because it wasn't. He kind of just dragged him to the floor. But there was really nothing George did that made me believe he really run around. No, I mean, it's just the stick and move, right? You hit, you get out the way. You hit, you get out the way. George was the opposite. He got hit and stood in the same spot. And... When I saw that, I was like, okay, he could come back. You know, that's that happens, right? You go in thinking one way, you get hit in the face, then you think another way after that round. Didn't seem like it ever clicked in his head, like, to get out of the way. He yeah. just kind of stood there and ate him, which I guess in a sense you could say that that's a way to make your opponent tired, but that also – causes you to take damage, which I don't think is ever a good thing. You take damage and just get kind of worn out through that. Yeah, and at one point, George got so desperate, he grabbed the arm and literally was yanking it. The ref had to tear him apart, like, hey, hey, you can't be doing that. You can't be yanking on the arm. So what does this do for a guy that is now 28-0 in Devin Haney? He is the new undisputed lightweight champion. He has a long list of guys that are still coming after him. We're looking at Javante Davis. We're looking at Diofimo Lopez. We're looking at Rasil Lomachenko, who's at war right now. And we're looking at a guy like Isaac Cruz and Ryan Garcia. What is your thought process on this 23-year-old, a very young, undisputed champion? What are your thoughts on him moving forward? He's going to get some... I mean, not saying that these people are tough competition, because obviously they are. But Tank is a different animal, man. He's if he's gonna try and fight Tank, that's gonna be a different it's gonna be a different battle than he's used to. Uh, Tank is very smart, you know, as far as boxing goes, but he exposes you when you don't think you're going to get exposed, is the reason that I like Tank. Right? He's small, he's shorter. Um, I don't know exactly by how many inches, but he is definitely shorter. Look that up right now while you go with that. But punching upwards is a lot easier than punching downwards. Not that you have to punch down a lot, right? It's not like he's a midget fighting. 5'5". Five, five. And how tall is Haney? Haney is, I want to say probably like 5'9", 10. Let me see. He is 5'9". Yep. That's a four inches is a is a pretty good amount to punch down. Um, yeah. So punching upwards is a lot easier. And he can stay low and move past like hooks and straights and stuff like that. So tank is gonna be a different animal, right? He's like 
he's a dog. I hate to do that, but he's a dog. And you're going to have to fight like a dog to come close to Tank. Look at um, who's the Mexican guy that Tank fought. Uh, Mario Barrios, San Antonio guy. Look at that. He's tall, too. And he got slept bad. It, it was not a good performance for him. Uh, what well, I was cheering for him because he's a San Antonio guy, but you just knew that Tank Davis was the heavy rifle favorite because of what his skill set is. I mean, you like you say, it doesn't matter your height. Once you get in the ring, if you have the skills, you'll get in there and you'll put some hurting on somebody. Now, Haney has a has is going to be probably forced into a rematch with Combustos because he has the rematch clause. His team set that up for him prior to this fight, uh, and it will be in Australia again. One, do you think Combustos should take that fight? Or and two, if it does, is it going to be any different than what we saw on Saturday? I think you should take it. I mean, why not? Fuck it. You take it. Now, the Haney that I saw fight the other night, I think it's going to be the same outcome, right? Like, your game plan worked. If it worked, don't fix it. You know, there's no reason to change anything. On the other hand, George got a lot to change. If he changes that, he could come out better, but I still think in the end it's still going to go towards Haney. Um, I do think George has to work a lot harder, considering he's in his hometown. You don't have to travel. I mean, I don't know how far he has to travel, but you don't Not have far. to travel as far as Haney, so you don't have the traveling on your body. You just have, hey, I got to go fight. I'm in my home place. Go fight. You should have had the upper hand on that point, but you let Haney expose you. Mm-hmm. So, Kambasa is going to have the rematch. Is Hambas, I mean, really – what can he do to change up the game plan? Because in his mind, he thinks he won more rounds than he really did. Obviously, if he, I mean, if take, you know, bias from him, his, his corner and everything, they should really just sound like, bro, you pretty much lost everything. You should really change up a lot to make it better. What What is Haney's weakness that you think Combustos can exploit? Pressure. Put pressure on him. You know, back him up, make him step backwards. You know, a lot of people can't fight walking backwards. I'm sure Haney's got some good, you know, hand-eye coordination, so I'm sure he can fight backwards. I don't doubt that at all. But everyone's dominant thing is fighting forwards. If you can walk in a straight line and fight, then you're good. Walking backwards, you bump the ropes, you know, you get yourself into a corner that you didn't expect. I think pressure always kills, right? You can look at a lot of people who put pressure on people and then win. There's sometimes where pressure can, you know, bite you in the ass when you have people who move their head, like say Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury moves his head a lot. I can see Haney moving his head a lot, but you got to put the pressure on him to even see if that's going to happen. He's going to have to push real, real hard to get Haney to slip up. So now we're going to look at the other contenders. We're having, you know, Tank Davis is the regular champion right now. I mean, that's how they, they, they claim it. He has a title on him. A lot of people think that if Ryan Garcia gets past Fortuna in July, 
that we're probably looking at a Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia about. You have heavy feelings for both sides, one negative, one positive. Please tell the world or whoever's listening, guys, how you're feeling about. Well, let's we we've heard your 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 feelings for Tank. What are your feelings for Ryan? Not that I hate Ryan. I don't. I don't hate him. I just think he's overrated. You know, he's he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's fast. But I mean, realistically, who's his hardest fight that he's fought? Ooh, it was a. Uh, was it Cool Hands? No, who was it? Let me see. I gotta look. It, it wasn't his last fight. I, not at all. His last fight was a tuna fight. That was not his. You know, toughest fight. Uh, his last fight that I thought was his toughest. Jesus Christ, I should have had this all listed up earlier. Uh, Luke Campbell. What are your you thoughts put, on? You put Tank in this mix. He's he's a lot harder than the both of them. Now, originally he was supposed to fight Isaac Cruz, which would have been his toughest fight, arguably, right? Like that. That would have been his toughest fight because Isaac Cruz is in a what top ten argument for lightweights right now. That would have been his toughest fight, but he has to settle for Fortuna, who is also in it. But I think he's like ranked ten. So, I mean, if he, what does Ryan need to prove to you that he can, in your mind, stand toe to toe with someone like a Tank Davis? Cold knockout, like sleeping. You do not get up. If you can do that, you'd be all right against somebody like that because then that means you got enough power to slow him down you see tank can eat shots and tank is one of those fighters that can fight backwards he's done it in like his last three fights he's knocked people out walking backwards so you're gonna have to show me that you can really sleep people right speed speed is good but if you have speed and power hard to beat that if you have speed and like half power then cool you're going to have to tag him up, but I can guarantee you while you're tagging him up, he's going to hit you in the face. And Tank is knockout power for when he punches upwards. So he's got all his whole body going through it. Ryan Garcia is going to have to show me that he can sleep some people before I'll be a believer. With Ryan Garcia being a heavy, uh, from what I can recall, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, a uh, heavy striker to the body. You know, something he probably learned from when he did train with Canelo before, you know, their inner beef or whatever because of Eddie Reynoso. Um, do you think that makes a difference going into a fight with a Fortuna or with a Tank Davis? Is that going to put him in that stock where that can, you know, really hurt somebody enough to make them quit? Or is it he needs to re- he needs to find that knockout power within him to, like, really – because he's knocked out people, but they're not at the level of Tank. Like you, like you truly believe that like he needs to knock out Tank or or even Fortuna to even like say I this is I have a chance against y'all. So he's five ten. I had to look it up because I don't know his height off the top of my head, but he's five right. ten. So for him to hit the body on Tank, he's got to dip down real low. Dipping down that low might make him vulnerable. Now he's out of eye with Tank, and I think that's a bad idea. Um, so throwing body shots is going to be okay, but it's going to have to be like upper, upper body, right? It's going to have to be like the lat area where he's throwing hooks and stuff like that. Not to, 
So, so not to make a shitty short joke. So, what if instead of the hooks to the body, what if it's like hooks to the head instead, since he should be shorter? I mean, right? He he can do that. That's obviously the better option. Right. Not to dip down so far, you can get some good power off of throwing the hook that high. But on the other hand, that's Tank's realm, right? Anybody who's five five fighting at finding somebody who's five ten, you just do. The peekaboo, right? You just dip down, move, dip down, move, and then you see people get knocked out that way because they throw this hook and they leave themselves wide open. Because nobody's that fast where they can throw a hook and just immediately pull their hand back to their face. He's gonna get tagged up. I can guarantee you if he tries to just throw hooks to the head or straights to the head, he's gonna tank is gonna dip through that. Um, it's gonna be a tough fight if he does get that fight. He's got to go through. We're probably looking at a November December card for that fight if it does pan out as you know people are hoping for. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I want that, you know, they're they're spatting a lot. I I want to see them like just go in there. I rather, you know, get in the fucking ring and fight. Now, we saw Tank Davis do exactly what you're saying, you know, his skill set to Raleigh Romero. What did you what were your thoughts on Raleigh Romero, you know, before getting, you know, eating the rope, eating the leather? I said it from the beginning. I thought he was going to lose just the way he did. He's he's a character, man. He just maybe don't talk and just fight because he's not very good at shit talking, talking in general. Just 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 leave your mouth shut and just fight. I think that would have been a much better way of going about it. You saw how Tank did it. Just whatever, man. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And then when it beat the shit out of you. I mean, right, I mean, right before, right before, you know, he knocked them out. He just, he told, uh, you know, Romero's corner to shut the fuck up, and then he proceeds a few seconds later to finish him. I mean, it's just insanity the level, the high level that Tank has, even for his stature. Do by by chance because he does obviously he doesn't give a fuck about you know his stature. Have you ever like wondered like why he doesn't fight at the lower weights, or you're just like. It don't matter. He's he's good at wherever he's at. He's comfortable. He's comfortable where he's at. That's where he lives at right now, and that's that's okay with me. You know, you don't have to be the heaviest of your class to be good. I mean, I'm not comparing him to Tyson or anything because he's no Tyson. But yeah. Tyson was five nine, five ten, fighting heavyweights at two twenty five at his fighting weight. So I mean, you don't have to be the heaviest. You just got to use your weight to your advantage and. Shit, Tank does that. So let me ask you this, like, pretty much to like close it out for the most part for the lightweight division. If and when these two men beat their next opponents, you know, Tank defeats Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney defeats Cambosas again in the rematch. How are you looking at a potential Devin Haney versus Javante Davis fight? What are you looking at? as for being the X factor for either man to come out on top and being the, the true undisputed champion. And both of those are such, and they're different ends of the spectrum, right? You got somebody who's pretty tall, pretty lanky. Um, you got somebody who's a little short, a little stocky, but is fast. They're both fast. Obviously like anyone in this weight class is fast. They're not slow boxers, anything like that. But I'm not going to 
be biased, but it's going to sound biased just because of the way I've been talking about him all night. I think Tank wins that one too. I think Tank takes that fight because he's he's got that advantage of punching up, man. Punching up is such an underrated thing. A lot of people don't think about it, but that's why a lot of shorter people are successful when they fight people who are bigger. Now, let me ask this because I, I, I want to see them both in their next fights to like give my answer because, you know, you have the more knowledge. I don't. I love talking boxing, but I love also, you know, like a sponge absorbing like your info because obviously you know more than me. Um, they're both counter, you know, counter fighters, right? Like counter punchers, you would argue. I yeah. mean, so in that sense, I mean, I'll use an MMA fight, for example. Anderson Silva versus Vitor Belfort. Both both guys were counterfighters. They didn't do anything until that one front kick and it was completely over. Is that what you're seeing you're pretty much gonna have to need between these two fighters? Because I'm like I don't think Tank is gonna really rush in there or anything. And same with Devin. I think he would know better, I would assume, right, as the undisputed champion, not to rush in on a guy like Tank. I think that causes a problem on both sides, right? You're a counterfighter, you're a counterpuncher, whatever you want to call it. You don't push in, so then you wait for the other person to push in. But then you get impatient, you push in, and you get countered. Uh, the one thing that I can see happening is one of them getting impatient. Somebody's bound to get impatient, especially in boxing. You know, you're not, you're not Rose where Apparently, getting impatient is not a thing. You can just go the whole fight. <laughs> Rosama Junis, okay. So, so I'm going to ask this. Well, for – you tell me Tank's game. So, Haney's is probably going to refocus on the on the jab. That clearly won the title. I feel like that's probably what he's going to be his realm to defend the titles from now on. If he doesn't hit the jab, is that going to where he, he's going to lose frustration? How are you feeling Tank's defense against the jab? I think it'd do pretty good. Um, you know, dipping is a lot easier than moving your whole entire head. You know, you, you can bend your knees. You can bend your knees fast. Moving your entire head out of the way of something is going to be harder. There are people yeah. who do it. Canelo does it all the time. Obviously not in his last fight. But he did it all the time. I think Tank will do all right with that now getting frustrated by not hitting somebody with a punch that you expect to hit mm -hmm. can change your game plan real quick just because of how mad you are that you're not hitting this person um that one i think setting up other punches with the jab so maybe maybe you won't be able to get that same hit that you got on george with the jab to stun somebody but mm -hmm. if you could throw it have him move and then you'll be able to calculate where he's at after he moves, then you'd be good. You could throw a straight, you know, you can press or whatever you need to do. So if he gets into a corner, you have a better chance. Um, Tank has knocked out people in the corner. So I won't say that you have the best chance, but you, <laughs> you can do something with it. You know, you're, you're less likely to get knocked out when their back is in the corner. You just have all the room to move. They don't. That's what it is. Devin Haney went into this fight 
almost without his entire you know training crew without his dad originally then his dad showed up a few days prior to the fight Devin Haney is a young dangerous man Jay 23 years old what is his future like you let's say he does get past Cambosos let's say he gets past Hank Davis what where does his legacy cement as far as the lightweight division overall and I mean I think to solidify yourself and be great, you do have to fight some very, very hard fights. Um, I'm not the biggest Floyd fan. You know this. Yeah. Being whoever's watching this probably doesn't know that. I'm not the biggest Floyd fan because I think he fought people too late. You fought people when they were old, washed up, young, and dumb. As long as he fights people while they're good, as he claims, right, when people talk shit to him on Twitter or whatever, he usually has a rebuttal back. I think if he fights those people that talk shit to him early and he wins, shit, you can go down as being great, greatest of all time. No, obviously not. But it's to be determined right now. He could go down as great of all time, but you don't know. You just have to wait and see. Teofimo had that controversial loss to Cambosos, right? You know, and then Lomachenko was supposed to be the next, you know, Cambosos' actual next challenger, not Haney, but the war kept him, you know, wanting to defend his country instead. Who, if Haney's able to get past both Tank and Cambosos again, who brings the more dangerous um, factor to his title reign? Is it, you know, Teofimo or is it Lomachenko? Loma. Loma. Loma brings that pressure, man. He's he's scary. And I mean, for you to drop everything to go do what he's doing, man, you got to have some fucking balls of steel. And obviously he does because he's doing this shit. I think Loma gives him hell. You know, Loma's made the number two fighter in the world give up. You That's know, true. So I don't... I don't think he's going to be in the right mindset, especially with everything going on in this country. You know, that's that's a lot to intake, for one. Uh, and he may honestly never come back if it continues to prolong because he's already mid-30s. Um, you know, the war is just going to give him, you know, unfortunately some PTSD, some, some other shit that, you know, no man should really go through, but he's doing it for his country. Talk to me about Teofimo. What he beat Lomachenko, unanimous decision, no matter how people feel about him and stuff like that. But he were to go on to lose to Cambosos. What are your thoughts on Teofimo's future? Um, since I mean, he hasn't fought in almost a year, but that's not really a big factor. What are your thoughts on him? I think he could do well, right? Obviously, he's good. You know, you beat Loma, Loma's not an easy dude to beat for one. Um, I watched that fight, I thought he. The phenomenal. I think he can. I think he would give them one hell of a fight as well, depending on who who comes out at the top of this, right? If it's Tank, if it's Haney, if it's whoever, I think he would give them a run for their money. Just because he's a, he's quick. You know, he he throws a lot of punches, throws a lot of smart punches, but. It's all going to come down to how your training has been 
with that year off, right? You can yes. have a year off and it may not affect you because you've been training the way you've been training your whole life within that year. Or you could have got lazy, slowed down your training, and now you're slowed down overall. And that's the thing that worries me about him and Loma. Loma's going through something completely different, not really training related, nor is he going to be trained while he's doing this. Yeah. Those things play a big factor, right? You know, I kudos to Loma for doing what he's doing. That's amazing. I'm blown away that he would even do that. But you're going to lose something, right? You go and you do something that's like that, you're going to lose your boxing speed because you haven't done it. Same thing with taking a break off. You take a break off, you're going to lose things that you didn't expect to lose. Now, he can get it back, but it's going to take a lot of hard training for a long time. Obviously, some tuna fights are in order for either man. Whenever they do return, if they choose to return to take tuna fights. I mean, Ryan Garcia took a year off, and he got a tuna fight in his return before he's going to go, obviously, against Fortuna. You, you expect the same for them to at least get comfortable to back to what their nature they were, the beast they were? Yeah. I mean, I do think it takes a little grace period to get yourself back to what you used to be. Um, that goes for any sport, right? You can't just take a year off, not do shit, and then jump back in and be the monster that you used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, it takes a little bit of, you know, work in the bag, shit like that, you know, just getting yourself back into that mindset and then sticking it into your head that that's all you're going to do is fight. So, so Devin Haney is the undisputed champion. He's got a long list of challengers. Is the lightweight division the best division right now in boxing? As far as talent goes, hell yeah. Because, I mean, my personal favorite would be heavy. Right. But as of right now, heavyweight is not my favorite division. I would light just because they're a little more exciting. You know, there's there's More a lot of factors. Yeah, it's very one sided in the heavyweight division, and I I don't love Tyson Fury like that, so I don't get the same. And he, and he only has one title versus um, what the gentleman's name Alexander. Ooh, how do you say it? The guy that beat Anthony Joshua. Um, U six. Was that right? I know who you're talking about. Okay. But, um, God, son. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's going to be a crazy time. By the way, do you think Tyson Fury is done? Or do you think he needs that you know, you know, undisputed title fight to really cement his legacy? Or is he just going to come whenever the money's you know calling him? Tyson Fury is the man right now. He's just going to go when the money calls him. You know? You get a big enough fight, cool, I'll be there. And Tyson Fury is kind of the the oddball, right? He's not a typical-looking heavyweight, right? He's not big and buff. He's kind of the heavyweight dad bod, but uh, the shit works. That's true. That's true. But so let me ask you, Jay, who is the undis – who is – actually, no, not the undisputed – who is your favorite boxer, or who's the best boxer of all time? Not your favorite. I know who that is. Who is the best boxer of all time? Of all time? All time. Ali. 
Muhammad Ali. Yee. Ali. Ali would fight anybody, anytime, any day. You can give him a day to get ready for a fight. He'd fight you. That's just the way he was. You know, I, I don't agree with some of the fights that he took, especially, you know, against Larry Holmes. He had, he damn near had Parkinson's by then. But hey, that's the man that he was. He'd fight until he died, you know? Okay. So. He was, he was an insane man. Rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. Jay, this has been a very fun episode, man. You've taught me a lot of other things of guys I don't know much about. You know, but of course, I'll continue to watch because I just love violence. Just like you. <laughs> you enjoy me a little bit of violence. This is this is all true. Um, don't really. Well, you know what? I'll just go ahead. Who wins a light heavyweight title fight this weekend? Go over to Shara. Uh, UFC, UFC light heavyweight title. Go over to Shara or um, Yiri Prochaska. God. Um. I'm going to have that preview, you know, on Thursday, but I just want to get your thoughts on it. Man, I, I haven't seen a lot from them. I mean, I probably should, but I'm going to go with, with, I guess, oh, fuck, put me in the spot. I wanted to. That's why I swerve. Wait. <laughs> I'll give it to Gary. Get it? Same. I'll give it to Gary. I'll give Same. it to Gary. I just think about it, but I think he I think he comes out on top of that one. I do agree. I mean that just vicious spinning back elbow to Dominic Reyes's face pretty much retired him. Uh even though he wants to come back, but mm not after that. I mean, don't get me wrong, Glover Tashir has had a miraculous run at the past forty, becoming champion, taking out Jan Blahovich. I mean, fucking impressive for Glover Tashir to become champion, all that shit. Um, you can never dispute what he's done in his career. Um, even at his age. But Yidi is just, I mean, I'm not saying he's the next John Jones, but I just think that he's probably going to be on top for a very long time. Yeah, he's good. That that spinning elbow fucking blew my mind. I was not expecting that at all. And then you just see somebody and they look like they're dead. I mean, it, it, he made Dominic <laughs> Reyes look like um, Tony Ferguson. But before Tony, before Tony <laughs> looked that bad. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? I mean, right now. By the way, Michael Chandler's knockout is currently my uh, knockout of the year for when I did the end of the year awards. But God damn. That is the knockout of the year. I seen the slow motion, and I saw him age 100 years in a millisecond. So (laughs) Frankie Edgar did the same thing last year when he he got up kicked by Cheeto Vera. It was just, ooh. Yeah, that was bad, but. I'm going here on that one. All right. Um, Zaylee Wang, Joanna 2. The Battle of the Hematomas. <laughs> <laughs> Made it look like a Funko Pop she, last time. Hey, she shaved her head like fucking Rose. So <laughs> you got some bad shit on your back right there. You're going back with Wei Li? You think she wins the rematch again? Yeah, I'll give it to her. I think she'll take that one. God, yeah. that was yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gruesome fight. I loved it. It was I'm, fantastic. I'll go with her, though. I'll go with. <laughs> what do you mean? You know me. You know this is what I do. You know, I yeah. say some stupid things that just fits right. But we're going to give her another hematoma. And, uh, 
And uh, we can just agree Valentina Shchenko retains the title. We don't have to talk about that fight at all. We... <laughs> she just continues to... My goodness, close the door. <laughs> We're still on. <laughs> it's funny. What happens when you have a kid, man? It's just what happens. All right, guys. He's telling me it's time to go. My gosh. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for watching this episode. Guys, please subscribe. Please like the video. Share the video. Truly appreciate it. It'll help me with the YouTube algorithm. They're trying, you know, trying to get out there, trying to get to, you know, you beautiful people to just listen to this stuff. Yes, and money. money, 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 money. <laughs> <laughs> We're a small podcast, guys, here in San Antonio. Please. We can use your help. Anyways. Keep it about the people and say it's about the money. Come on now. <laughs> Jay, where can the people find you at? <laughs> uh, hey, if you want to hit me up on LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm just kidding. Don't hit me up. What? That's business only. <laughs> uh, you gave me up on Instagram, though. Jesse 4 b 11 Unfortunately, sold that car, so it doesn't mean the same thing anymore. But you can hit me up there. All right, guys. And you can follow the podcast at Puerto Beach Sports on Instagram and at Pinche Sports Pod on Twitter. <laughs> and don't forget, guys, this episode was sponsored by Frankie's Barbershop. For Jesse Santos, I am Jose Garza. We are Puto Pinche Sports, and that is my son crying, saying, get the fuck off. Good night, everybody. We are Puto Pinche Sports, and we are out. <laughs>